good. Um, good afternoon. This is April 22nd, and we're at the Brooklyn Collection with the Our Streets, Our Story Project, celebrating Central's Library 75th anniversary. And I'm sitting here with... Howie. And Howie, um, please tell us uh, your BPL story. And well, how it is I, have an over, I have an overview. What I would say what makes this place so great mm-hmm. is that for somebody who was introverted when he came here, this place made me extroverted because all of Brooklyn, like between staff, security officers, people who work in the office, and people who come in, you get all of Brooklyn, and I would say all of New York that comes here. And I would say that this library has a lot of ecosystems, and it's, it's, I think it's, it's, um, it's not, I wouldn't say it's an endangered environment, but I think it's an environment that should be protected. And I would say that it, a lot of it has to do with the resources we have, but a lot of this library has to do with the people who use those resources and the people who provide the services. And I would say it's just there are, there are, you know, there are more interesting stories here than you can imagine. And I would say that like just like i'm not an expert on james joyce but when he but there's a slice of life here just like in in ulysses there was a slice of life and i i just talked to like i probably talked to like maybe 80 or 80 percent of the people who work here and there i think i don't hear all their stories but there's like a lot of interesting people here and i and i think whatever our future is i think you know, technology is a big thing, but it's there to be used by people and to be um, facilitated by people. And I think, I mean, books are important, computers are important, services are important, but um, people are important. And I think that of all the places in New York that have changed, like all the neighborhoods that have changed because of gentrification or because of just what how New York changes, if you go to like... Coney Island mm-hmm. and Coney Island has changed and it's like it's not like this magical place it used to be but this place this this is one of the landmarks of Brooklyn it's not just an important building it's a landmark and it has to it has to it has to keep I'm looking for the right word but it has to it has to keep that that specialness it, it has to keep that going and I think, and I think, I mean, we want to hold on to our history because there are a lot of stories. But I, I would say, as interesting as the history is, and I would love to see that, and the Brooklyn Collection would be a good place to do something like a, like you're doing now, like a story core for Brooklyn or this library. I would like there was a teacher who wrote a book, and she's at Harvard or MIT, and I wrote, and uh, it was about how technology is. A, making us not interact with each other and she and I sent her an email and she wrote something about Brooklyn BPL where I got my start and I said I work there every day and she gave me a shout out for that and that was a, and and so what I'm saying is that there's a lot of history here but there's a lot of history being made right now here when did you start working here 2001 as a librarian, as a librarian. in the youth services oh wow 
and I, I probably wasn't the best match for youth services because I don't really relate to teens. And a lot of people, like my point, like the point is like in the youth wing, you have like inner city kids. They come in, you have the nannies with their, you know, from the Park Slope or these nice neighborhoods. And they just, they, they're using the same space and they don't realize how interesting it is that they're both using that same space. And then you have like librarians who are just, some of them are just nice, you know, people who, you know, they have a, 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 a too much education and they don't know what to do with it. Or you have people who are from far off and this is like they made it to America and if they had stayed where they were, they, you know, they'd either have it a lot worse or a lot better off. They wanted to be here and this is like, this is their way of being a part of life in America. And then you have, you know, you have like... I mean, there, there are a lot of interesting people here, and I would say, you know, it's good for us to to talk about our history, but we're making history right now, in my opinion. And, and I would say, like, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like, um, you know, we come here to do a job and to provide a service and to provide books, but it's like there are a lot of interesting people here, and some of them, even the people who aren't very eloquent, and just like there are people who come here who who come here just because they, they're homeless and this is a safe place for them, you know, during the day and they don't have a community out there and they don't really have a community in here, but they have a safe place. And it's kind of, and you have like all these people in the same place having their own like diverse, interesting stories. And, you know, it's kind of like nobody notices it. It's just like so normal. For, so we're so used to it that we don't really notice it. That's what I would say. Um, what are some of the changes that you've seen in, in this location? Um, I would say that we're, we're affect, I think since 2008, since the budget problems have come, I would say we're doing more with less. And I would say um, there, this, this is a very challenging budgetary fiscal situation. And it's a very challenging technological situation. So our, we're trying to do something, uh, keep our, something of our old mission while provide new services, while at the same time not being sure what our place is in the city's uh, bigger picture. That's, how, that's what I would think is going on. And I would say, I would say there are probably a lot of things going on in the country and a lot of things going on in the world and I'm not one of those people who thinks that everything is always interconnected but since we're in an international city and since what ha the fortunes of New York reflect the fortunes of the economy and the fortunes of the country I'd say there's a lot going on and I I would hope that we, I mean, some people don't like some of the things we're doing, like with the um, branching out into like passport services and, and, New, and New York, the New York ID. But I would say, I think part of that is because they feel that we have to have a central mission and they feel like we're just trying to make do. And it's, it's, it's a very, hard environment to figure you you I think in some ways there was 
it's there was this experiment that a psychologist did like a hundred years ago, where we'd put a cat. I have like only a few minutes, but we would have they would have a cat, this guy named Thorndike, and he would put a cat in a box, and there was a lever that would figure out that they had to figure out opened up the box and they would try all sorts of behaviors until they opened up the box so i think what we're, we're i'm maybe exaggerating so i don't know the whole picture but i think we're 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 trying lots of things to make sure that we survive and we're trying to figure out we're, tr we're trying to figure out what's next and what we're going to look like in five or ten years. And on the one hand, I would hope, you know, you read about how, like, in France and Paris, people bookstores aren't closing down because people want printed books. And you would hope that people would still want printed books. And you would, and you would hope that we, you know, kids are always going to do homework. And people are always going to want to, you know, they don't want to go out and not everybody has a Kindle. Not everybody can afford to go to a bookstore or find the bookstore and buy the bestseller that they want. You know, there are people who want to do research and every once in a while you have people who want to do really serious research. And I, and I would say, I don't know about, I work just mostly with the language and literature collection. I would say like there are a lot of people who, um, like, who speak foreign languages and we're the only place where they can get books in their foreign language and these people aren't always the best off so they we're, we're there for them and even though they don't come to the desk a lot they use our, our books a lot and i would say you know we have like downstairs in the deck four we have a lot of fiction books like that go back you know decades and in, in, to the beginning of the century and i would say you know this old like in like a lot of our old history books and our old science books a lot of people aren't going to know they're there or want to use it because they're from when we were a research library but i would say that our fiction collection we should hold on to because you know the, a lot of these books are out of print and a lot of these books you know, it's nice to. It's it's like it's like when you wake up in the middle of the night. Sometimes you like you can't go to sleep and you want to read something. Sometimes somebody said, I don't remember. I can't think of any author, but today when I was doing holds, somebody said, "I want a book from this author." And if they went to a bookstore, they would say, "Well, we don't have it, or we'd have to order from a used bookstore, and that would cost a lot of money, or you have to ship it, or whatever." But here, we anybody in Brooklyn can like so to speak wake up in the middle of the night and they can just have like a hunger for like some obscure author and we have it and it's just a matter of a couple of days before they get it so that would be that would be what i'm saying